last night. Oh my God. Me and Gary Streisky met a witch. <laughs> Oh, L. Does this mean anything to you? Oh my God! Welcome to the L. Duncan Show. Do we have a story for you? But because we are some some deep teases. Yep. Couple of DTs. I've been called that before. A DT? Yeah. Don't even know what it means, but I would hope not. I'm not really sure that it's your. It's your alley anyway. Oh, well, um, you teed it up for me. What am I we'll supposed off, to do with it? We'll offload. Okay. <laughs> We're going to sit on that. We're going to tell you. Oh, my gosh. But the mind-blowing meeting that had a group of friends yeah. in Stanford, Connecticut. Praying. <laughs> honestly, ready to throw yeah. holy water. Yeah. At some point, even the witch started yeah. chanting, burn that witch. Yep. All over a guy named Phil. Zoinks. Okay. Didn't make us feel safe at all. Quite the opposite. It's a good place to table that story, okay. which you will find at the end of this episode. Boom. But there'll be other good stuff, so don't fast forward to the end. Yep. We were both in Boston at the same time during Deflate Gate. Mm -hmm. We can both agree it was total horse. Never happened. Correct. No, I mean, I think Simple that it science. happened. I think that the idea, though, that it was a big deal or somehow was an impediment to the Colts winning that game Correct. is insane. Correct. We are currently mired in what looks like college football's version oh, of Deflategate. Or worse. are we? Yes, 100%. Yeah. This thing's got legs like an octopus. This thing's got legs like a tripod. Normally, I would not bite on a story that just involves... A little sign stealing. I just realized octopus don't have legs. My bad. Well, they have tentacles. Those are kind of like their versions right. of legs. And honestly, when an octopus is on the water, they use those to walk. So it is like a leg. You're right. Never mind. Thank you. Continue. ADD tour. This Michigan story is interesting to me, apart from the just gamesmanship. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Mm -hmm. You know, these stories aren't particularly enticing to me. Everybody does it. But this one's interesting because it is turning good, proud programs into some snitching, whiny ass people. You dirty, dirty cheaters. Snitching. Okay, so how to catch somebody up that's listening to the podcast. And there are many of you. We love you. Yep. All are welcome here. Sports fans, sports-ish fans, whatevs. How, Gary, to describe this whole situation in less than 30 seconds? Go. Group of homies robbed the bank. One guy got caught, and now he's diming out all the other homies who probably weren't even in the car with him, but they were like at the crib before they left and knew about it. And this homie's like, well, I don't want to go down by myself. So y'all okay. got to come to juvie with me. Ah. Oh, wow. So to juvie. Yeah. This is crazy. This like is taking a few well, turns. They're, so college, they're college kids. They're college kids. Oh. I'm thinking of the town in my head right now. <laughs> that's all. That's, but with juveniles? But with juveniles. Oh. But not juvenile. Girl, you look good once you bet. Not that juvenile. Are you thinking of that movie with Shia LaBeouf where like they were kids at a work camp and. That's holes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm thinking they were of the children. town. Ben Affleck. But with juveniles. I'm just interested that your mind went to that they were children. Okay. Well, anyway. Started young. That was a horrible, horrible analogy. What? 
No. They rob banks. It, one guy gets caught and he dimes out everybody it else. It was much more dramatic than it needed to be. There's this dude named oh, Connor. Oh, sorry. There's this dude named Connor Stallions. Cool name, by the way. Yeah. Super cool name. Mm-hmm. There's this dude named Connor Stallions. He gets hired by Michigan. He starts showing up on sidelines, stealing signs. By the way, this is a thing that most college football players will tell you, most pro football players would tell you happens the whole point is gamesmanship you are trying to figure out what their signs are everyone does it once you figure out someone's signs it can help you you can alleviate someone stealing your signs by huddling up like this is just a part of it right ace of bass wrote a whole song about it oh god great karaoke song everyone remembers it sign (laughs) and it opened up my eyes and i told everybody But the level that Connor Stallions was going to, he was like recording, he was taping. Yes. So the rest of the Big Ten is like, hey man, we've got the proof. Like, look at the numbers before Connor Stallions was brought in from Michigan. Look at the numbers after. Look how good their offense got. Look how good all the... Just look at the change. Yes. Not just the, you know, Jim Harbaugh's been building But look how many points program. Ohio State's not scoring by happenstance two years ago. Correct. <laughs> or Which two is, years in I a mean, row, rather. Sure. And they want the Big Ten to do something. And the Big Ten's like, okay, we're going to do something. And they're like, you're not doing anything, and we need you to do something now. And so what are they doing? They're taking matters into their own hand. They're all sharing information. Michigan is snitching on them. Yo, they're sharing our signs too. Everybody's snitching. Everybody's turning on everybody. Yep. Crabs in a barrel. If I'm going down, you're coming down too. Yep. Snitching on your friends who just robbed a bank. I like this kind of story in college football. This is petty. I love it. Yeah. Are we making a big deal out of something that apparently all the people in the know are like, happens all the time? I think it's a big deal for the who, what, when, where, why, and how, hows of the world. Because Michigan, you know, a blue chip program, winning his college football program. I mean, this this tarnishes a bit of that. And the the causation and the effect is just too much and too glaring to be like, wow, guys, you couldn't have like done it elsewhere or a little bit smoother, like beating Ohio State two years in a row, Connor Stanley's being at every single one of these games one week ahead of Michigan, taking care of business the next week. I think it puts a dark cloud and a massive stain on what Michigan has done the last two years. This is a CFP team. This is a top four team, number three again in the CFP polls. They should, I know this might be a spicy take, I don't know. But I think where there is all of this smoke, there has to be fire. And I don't think that they should be a CFP team. See, so I think most people are of the idea that it they took it too far. Yeah. And that someone should be punished, but that the kids should not be the ones that are being punished. The kids are not the ones that employed Connor Stallions. When you are the face of a program, when you've got the supposed lifetime contract that Harbaugh has, he is the Michigan program. When all of this is happening under your watch, I actually thought Paul Feinbaum had such a great take about just in general, all of these things that are happening under Harbaugh's watch. And you carry the responsibility for your program. We're going to pretend like he doesn't know? Correct. But should you be punishing the kids? Should you pull their ranking, something that they've worked really hard for? The idea that just because they're stealing your signs, that's tantamount to winning games. That's not true either, Gary. Well, I think that I don't think that they're you doing can... the work. I mean, they're out there implementing these game plans and it just feels really unfair. It doesn't feel like a big enough advantage to take this away from them. I'm on the flip side of that. I mean, obviously they're probably not the primary blame holders, but 
also at the same time, they're the pieces that the coaches put in place thanks to that yeah, information. Yeah, their pawns are being used. Well, with that information that's obviously been <laughs> been been acquired uh, by, by sub uh, subprime ways, you you can't separate the two. So you have to, I mean, if you punish the program, you're punishing the players, yes, but like the players should also be to the coaching staff. Like, damn, guys, you really screwed us here. Yeah, look what you did here. Yeah. I mean, it ain't going to hurt Harbaugh's pockets, those deep, deep khaki pockets. But I mean, damn, somebody's got to be to blame. And unfortunately, the players are part of that. Yeah. Listen, all we know is that the Big Ten or the NCAA has basically said that at some point they're going to address this. Certainly, you'd expect they're going to address it in the next month. We'll see. Yeah, right. I did wake up this morning, though, to a husband that's like gazing out the window, having a cup of coffee. I think that he's doing like some deep reflecting or something. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what's he thinking? Like, like what deep emotional thing is he thinking? Why did they send Stallions to Central Michigan? Probably that. Yeah. No, instead, he just looks at me and he goes, this is my favorite part of the year because I don't have to pretend to care about baseball or anything anymore. Damn, and it's just Omar? all the sports that I just really like. I was like, Ouch. hockey. I, that was an attack on me because I make him watch the Braves games all the time. But he's right. And women's basketball came back. And I got to tell you, I like being right. <laughs> I know that's a huge shock to you, Gary. <laughs> and we've been building up these storylines coming in. You know, LSU, they win the national championship. Oof. They add Haley Van Litt and Anise Samaro from the transfer portals. Yo, they got better, and they already just won a natty. Are they going to run it back? Will they be undefeated? Will they be the next South Carolina? Nope. Right away, they lose to Colorado. That wasn't just a loss. They got thumped. They got thumped they got in Las thumped. Vegas on a neutral court, but it was, it was shocking. Uh, it was... Shocking. And Kim Mulkey, as she tends to do, does not mince words, you know. She's elite at the press conference and took a little bit of a jab at her team. Yikes. Right. She gonna tell you about yourself. Damn. This happens. The season opens with South Carolina in Paris. They in put the a week. whooping yes. on Notre Dame. Wait a minute. But not just, like, here's what I need you guys to understand about South Carolina women's basketball. Because even if you're just on the periphery of women's basketball, you know they are and have been the gold standard of late with Dawn Staley there. She lost all five of her starters from last year to Number the WNBA draft. She lost five of her six leading scorers last year. She only returned 33% of her offense from this year. She's got a couple of vets. She's got a freshman. And they faced a Notre Dame team that is returning all but one starter from last year. And they didn't got have Olivia thumped. Miles and got thumped. Yeah. And let me tell you right now, if you are one of those people who like say, give me a name to watch. Give me like, I want to be smart at the water cooler. A thing that no one hangs out at, but you get it. I do. Remember the name. It's easy to remember because it's very unique. Mylasia Fulwali. She's a dog. Did you see the highlights of Mylasia crossing up looking like Magic Johnson? Magic Johnson's tweeting about her. Kevin Durant's tweeting about her. 
true freshman, makes her debut for South Carolina, absolutely murders it. So they're good. <laughs> South Carolina, no rebuilding needed. No rebuilding needed. Apparently. Actually, matter of fact, Don Staley was like, "Don't use that." Term. She did. She said, "It's don't, not a rebuild." Don't use that term. We're just re we're just reloading. We're good. Yeah. I mean, they thumped. No, that's top ten team. Top ten team. Another surprise thumping. Shout out to USC. Juju Watkins, a revelation, making her debut. But here's the thing: she puts up a thirty piece in her debut. Let me tell you about Ohio State, which is who they beat. Ohio State's defense is among the best in the country. Ohio State's defense put UConn last year in the Sweet 16 in a Panini press and ended a 14 God, straight so season good. streak of going to Final Fours. Like, they absolutely dominated UConn. And she put up a 30-piece in her debut. Like, women's basketball is already on mushrooms, and we're like two days in. Baby Bellas! I love mushrooms. Uh, you mentioned all that women's hoops. Yeah. And you haven't even mentioned, obviously, Paige Beckers being back, right? Gino saying, yo, she's better now than she was when she was player of the year. Speaking of no player of the year, we haven't mentioned Kayla Clark, Clark. Yeah. Iowa. Yeah. They're trying to run it back to the championship. Yeah. Um, and then your running mate, right? Yeah. On countdown or on game day, rather, uh, Coach Peck. Saying don't sleep on UCLA. Yeah. So you've, I mean, we're, we're talking some headlines. Yeah. But we got some headlines next to the headlines. Yeah. Look at you pulling out all Buckle this. Buckle up. Been, look, at you, look at you getting all this women's basketball content. First of all. It, I like it on you. It's I'm a, cute. I'm a worldwide, we're the worldwide leader. It's true. Okay. Yeah. I'll be knowing my sh Yeah. They just won't let me on the desk. That's messed up. I think Literally. it's the best. Well, they won't let you on the desk because like, that's what I do. Are you coming for my yeah, job that's true. Yeah, already? That's, true. that's my bad. Are you coming for my job already? No, nah, my name ain't even on the graphic. I know. Which, by the way. <laughs> Someone has a problem with? Not a problem. But they were just like, you know, we were at Hannah Storm's event last night. Yeah. It was awesome event. First time that I ever got invited and I saw my career flash boom, right before my eyes. Crazy. I'll get into that story in a minute. But one of our mutual friends, okay, also coworker, on air person was like, Love the pod, UNL. So funny. Ha ha, he he. But I'm not going to subscribe until your name's on the graphic. Guess who? No one said that. I promise on our friendship somebody said that. That sounds like something Jay Harris would say because nope. he's like a team dad. Wasn't, wasn't Jay Harris. Wasn't my slime Jay Harris. That's my dog. Who was it? I'm not telling you. That's, just, that's just something to float out there for the people. Okay. Because she, she... Was like, you won't say it on the pod tomorrow. I was like, yes, I will. And I just did. Ah. So, there well, you go, whoever Kelsey. this is, I sure did say it. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, she there'll totally be no podcast it. for him to get his graphic on. She okay? totally missed it. She totally missed it. I, I just said it. Oh, was it Shay? Huh? Who was it, Shay? No. What's the next topic? You know what? Honestly, that is almost the dumbest <laughs> shit I heard today. But here's the actual dumbest <laughs> I heard today featuring. Arthur Smith of the Falcons. Oh, gosh. We talked about the Falcons too much. I'm not going to go there on yeah. the Falcons. But Thank you. Gary, he <laughs> was asked in the last 24 hours or so mm -hmm. about why his superstars go milk carton status in the red zone, namely B. John Robinson. Good 90s happened? reference there, disappearing. Why, didn't you, why don't you give him the ball? You're yeah. on the one-yard line. You don't give B. John. What's going on? Got a whole and song, man. Do you want to know what he said, Gary? Yes. And I quote, Bijan has an impact away from the ball in the way he can open things up. 
Okay, so he said Bijan Robinson's best impact on his stinky offense is to not be involved in it. Arthur Smith thinking he's talking about Booby Miles out there hurt, but as a decoy, that he's going to attract some defenders, which I kind of get it on principle, but also like he affects the offense in that way, but just he also affects it like when you give him the ball too. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> like that he weird? usually affects Can it in imagine? a pretty good way when you like just give him the rock too. Like imagine if your boss was like, Gary, we think you're incredible on SportsCenter and we think your biggest impact for SportsCenter is going to be not like away Being from it. On it. Yeah, just like kind of a loose affiliation with it. You yeah. know, like you can put it in your bio and stuff yeah. and like show the picture of the sure. Emmy and stuff, but yeah. like but yeah. that's going to be the extent yeah, of it. Yeah, you're more of like a sports center on Snapchat yeah. type. Yeah, which don't sleep on Snapchat. It's the most viewed thing at the company. I know. One in a million and a half daily viewers, just okay. saying. We're also really humble here at the L. Duncan show. What's the next topic? Whenever you hear a in the podcast, that's just us sort of backing away from one of Gary's bad jokes. Sound like a wind tunnel in here. <laughs> <laughs> Do we believe that Shohei Otani watch is going to save MLB? We said on this very podcast that it's a regional sport. The interest wasn't there for the World Series. Do you think people care enough, at least about where Otani goes, that this will be a hot stove kind of winter? Yeah, I think so. But the unfortunate thing with baseball is like these are storylines and then they disappear with particular players for the for a decade. Because then they sign 10, 11, 12, 13-year deals. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Xander Bogarts, like all of these players, awesome young position players who become free agents or about to change teams. It's awesome and it's cool. But unlike the NFL and unlike the NBA, that cycle is never dying because these dudes are always one-year, two-year deals, opting out, going somewhere else. Shohei's going to sign the next decade of his life to the Boston Red Sox, and then it's just going to be over. So, like, it's exciting for a minute, but then when's the next Shohei Otani that we get to talk about? Why are you looking at me like that? That was like a very negative outlook on what you just, it was like no, no, very it's, pragmatic. No, it's but a very, baseball problem. It's a yeah. baseball, like Ronald Acuna Jr. We're yeah. going to talk about free agency with him for 10 years. Yeah. That's not, it's not exciting for the game. You're like, there's Ronald Acuna. He's a brave, barring anything crazy for the next decade. Cool. Same with Shohei Otani. Same with all these dudes who signed massive deals. Bryce Harper signed a 12-year deal with the Phillies. Like there's no drama to the offseason with dudes like that anymore. And you think that's what baseball's missing is like hot stove drama? That's the Yeah, I mean, listen, the NBA and the NFL have done such a great job of making their seasons year-long seasons. We talk about the NFL in June and in July and in August. We talk about the NBA in July and in August and September. Like it's year-round stuff. Baseball, we don't talk about baseball until February, March when spring training happens. Tell me I'm Am I tripping? No. I think the only baseball team I've really like worked for, I mean, I'm obviously a Braves fan. Yeah. The only team I've ever worked for is the Red Sox. And I think that I just am so, I think my, like, my vantage is so skewed from being involved in an organization that like is maybe the exception and not the rule, right? 100%. People care so much. Yes. We still live in New England where people do still very much care because we're split between a Red Sox and sort of Yankees yeah. town. Um, maybe I just, maybe rumors of their demise are greatly exaggerated in my eyes, but it does feel like they need big things like Shohei going to 
a major market. And I wonder Baseball if at all, sure. well, I wonder if at all, if a guy like Shohei is ever, is ever moved by that. I mean, I know that as a person of color, like as a black woman, I am always feeling burdened a bit that anything that I do is reflective of opportunity for anybody else behind me. And I do wonder if someone like a Shohei feels burdened at all, you know, representing his country, representing this sport, and being really tasked with sort of like reviving an entire sport. I just don't, does it feel as though that will factor in his decision or is it strictly going to be a what's best for Shohei? Maybe his perspectives has changed ever since obviously coming over from Japan to the Angels who obviously won his rights six years ago. And maybe his perspectives have changed or maybe it's been impressed upon him how important he is to the game. Or maybe it's just been a self-realization that like, yo, I am the face of baseball. And maybe by way of that, he's like, okay, maybe I should be in a big market. Um, it, it, it clearly wasn't that when he first entered the league. Obviously, I don't know the guy. I don't know his representation. I've heard that he's like really good friends with, of all people, New Balance Brass. <laughs> Shout out again to New Balance, who, of course, is headquartered in Boston. And yeah. the Red Sox are a New Balance team. Like, could a relationship like that be the tipping point in, in something that makes Shohei say, uh, I'm going to go to Boston? I'm, ju I'm just putting it out there because, of course, the Red Sox season, unlike a lot of pro baseball teams, is a 24-7, 12-month-a-year season that you read things and you read certain people who are saying, hey, this relationship to Shohei is super important, important enough for me to be writing about it and important enough for me to potentially make a connection as to what might contribute to him making a decision on where to I go. I love when we do this. It's so, like, uh, rumor has it, one of Shohei's favorite Japanese restaurants yeah. is in Boston. It's like, yeah. okay. It's at the Watertown Mall. It's called Sarku. Okay. <laughs> you get so much food for $8. The Watertown Mall, they, yeah. You saw me take a date there once to Chipotle. This, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Quick story time. Gary is a notorious, like Gary is one of those, if you own a company or if you have a brand or whatever it is, you want a Gary in your life. You want someone who unabashedly, unapologetically will die with you even if you are at risk of dying. And I'll just say, I won't say the company because I don't know all the affiliations we have here. I'll just say a popular restaurant that especially at the time was in the news warning people don't eat our food right now because we have like an outbreak thing happening and this isn't good. Literally telling people don't eat here. And Gary was like, no, I will defiantly still eat you no matter what a lot. Okay. Not like oh, I would just like slip up and just have to have a, you know, I have to, my craving, I have to it scratch this itch all the time, still almost daily eating at this place. And so I go up there one day to get some dinner because I'm working and I see Gary there. And I'm like, oh, Gary, like, what's up or whatever? He's like, oh, what's up? You know, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually here on a date. <laughs> he brought a date. Chill out. To this place, which, by the way, is one of those places where, they're making the food as your date's walking along with it. Like they yeah. don't even come and serve it to you. Like yeah. just kind of, and then you take it on a tray away and he takes her on this date and he takes her not just to this place on a date, but also this particular place who at the time was embroiled in controversy for their food, poisoning people. I told her that I knew of swanky farm to table restaurant. <laughs> okay. That no. you see them create your 
dish right in front of you. No shame, Gary. We all I'm not sh- I'm not tripping about Why it. Why would you bring her to that one where your coworkers are, Gary? You have no shame, literally. Well, I just I thought it was rude for you to barge in to something like that, you know? <laughs> I'm on a date. I think it wasn't even a date. It was like loose. It was like a loose like, "Hey, I have like an hour free. Oh, you're around. Cool." Wait, when did this, was this happening in DMs? Was this happening on a dating app? I was just sort of like dipping my toe in the waters of the Boston scene. Um, And she made, this was a particular lady who tagged me on Instagram as her man crush Monday. Oh, so he slid in the DMs? No, opposite. She slid into yours? Yes, she tagged me. Okay. And then that's it. No, 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 no. That's not it. What happened after she tagged you? Something else has to happen after she tagged you. We went to Chipotle. <laughs> Damn. I thought this was a sports show. And then he reveals show. who the No, she made me Man Crush Monday, and I was like, I think I must have commented, oh, thanks or something. And then she was like, probably, she probably, this was, in, this was over 10 years. This was nearly 10 years ago, L. Okay. I can tell you lying, because when what? you're replying, stutter, stutter. 2014. This was nearly 10 years ago. And that's how I remember it. I remember going, Gary, what did you say when you told this girl you were going to be taking her on a first date to I don't Chipotle? think it, it wasn't. And he was like, you thought it was adorable. Or some crap. I was like, no, she didn't. It wasn't she didn't a think first, it was adorable. It wasn't a first date. It was like a, I got an hour free, I'm around type meet scenario. Meet me at work, basically. You basically told this girl to meet you at your work cafeteria. Okay, was I going to be like, yo, meet me at Subway upstairs? Also, farm to table. <laughs> Also, they'll make it right in front of you. (laughs) Listen, here's what I do know. Future reference, great first date, Hannah Storm Celebrity Waiter Night. Oh my gosh, my girlfriend couldn't make it. She was working, it was election night. Yeah, it's going to cost you a couple of bucks, as it should. First of all, let's get out of the way. Hannah Storm Foundation, fantastic. If you don't know anything about it, take a look. It was awesome. The work she does is remarkable. She helps uh, children um, that have facial deformities and vascular issues um, live a more normal life. It's something that's close to my heart. Love you, Hannah. What you do is great. Yeah, it's very inspiring. It was cool. My first time there. Her waiter night is notorious. So fun. It's a good it's time. It's a lot of it's TV a who's who. people. It's a who's who. TV people, sports people. She knows everybody. All the luminaries. Correct. And um, we serve drinks. We slang drinks. I slang a couple yeah, more. She was back there spinning the long spoon thing. I was doing like the shake where yeah. you like smile and... <laughs> Toss a wink. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but so... so my husband is there. We go and take this picture. Hannah calls all of the celebrity waiters to the front. We go and take this picture. We're taking a picture. And then all of a sudden I see my husband and he looks shooketh. He looks shooketh, yes. Gary. And I was like, what's going on? He was like, there's a mentalist and he's weirding me out. I was like, what? He's like, there's a mentalist. And I'm just like, "I okay. And he's like, he's over there and he's creeping me out. You just... And I was like, what happened? And he goes, I can't even say. Just go. That's his command. And Omar Gary. doesn't Just get rattled. Go. He doesn't get rattled. Omar doesn't. He ain't on social media. He doesn't have stuff to be rattled about. Ever. Cool as a cucumber. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, where is he? And all of a sudden, I just start noticing just a pocket of people around yep. this man. You know, it's about to be lit. You know, he's got perfectly quaffed yep. hair. Yep. He's got like a, maybe there was some velvet. In it was suit. a shimmery suit and that should have been the first giveaway. Showman. It was shimmery. Yeah. Showman. And Gary, I don't even know how to describe what we witnessed. There's no words in the English language, which the, we, he 
taught us yesterday that are over 10 million words Billion. in the English. Oh, my bad. Yeah. In the English language. Uh huh. And he uh, could correctly guess what you were thinking. Legit, though. Yeah. We have video evidence. Um, I don't know how that's going to play uh, in the audio world. Correct. But for our friends on YouTube, you're going to get to see this video. Yeah. He's like, okay. Pick a card from this deck of cards. I pick a card out. And he's like, write your name on it. You, you, Gary's showing it right now. I write L down. He goes and pick a number one through 10. Like, write that on there too. I was like, number six. He's like, all right, great. Six. There we go. He goes, cool. Now, before he even started this, he had taken his wallet and he had put it on the bar behind me. Behind Behind her. me. I had I'm my, blocking I, it. I had my eyes on this thing. Like, boom. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm going to make sure he doesn't get to this card. But there was five feet of space. Yeah. There's like people all around. Yeah. There's zero chances man can get to this wall. Correct. So I so he puts the wall and then he pulls his deck of cards out. Pick your card. I write down the whatever. He's like, great. Slide it back in the deck. Yes. Slide it back in the deck. Yeah. And he does some like stuff to it. And he's like, da 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 da. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, your card is gonna be in that wallet. He's like, hand <laughs> me the wallet. And I was like, what? So I grab the wallet and there's a card sitting where the little ID yep. plastic part is. The little window. And he pulls out the card. That's not my card. Ace of spades. Ace of spades. We're like, gotcha, gotcha. sucker. He goes, uh, no, no. I didn't say that the card was going to be in this part of the wallet. He goes, check the zipper part. The zip, the closed zipper part. Zipper. I open the zipper. I reach in. And what is in there? My card. This exact card with the penmanship of a L. It's unreal. He broke into Gary's phone. Yeah. He broke into Gary's phone. Guessed my passcode. It's it's bananas. This dude was, yes. I mean, like, like you guys, if you can imagine, he would have all these people around him, and then just every few minutes, just the whole crowd's going, Just going oh! nuts. Screaming and, like, running away. Just like going nuts. Fire. That was spooky. That was scary, but scary awesome. Can I tell you real quick, as we get to a 30-minute mark? Yeah. What was even scarier than that as okay. it relates to the Hannah Storm? celebrity way yeah. right so this is my first year there yeah i'm not a gum chewer but of course we popped in some gum because we were going to be close proximity to people yeah fresh breath i see hannah hannah sees me and it's awesome i'm like sweet hannah knows who i am we go in for the hug maybe i went in for the hug a little bit too aggressively yeah so we hug boom boom i hit my chest i have a piece of gum in my mouth no 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 no. and me and H we're hugging and hannah's like oh my god i'm so glad you made it and I'm talking and I feel my gum starting to come no. out. And my face is like in Hannah's hair. And I'm like, oh my God, no, 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 no. L, this close to my life ending before it even began, my gum almost f fell out of my mouth and into Hannah Storm's hair. What would you have done? I wanna know, I wanna know your, are you a quick thinker? What would you have done? Hannah! Reference. No, gum falls in the hair. What do you do, Gary? Somebody bring me some scissors! No! See? What do you do? Peanut butter. What? Peanut butter. There was steak. And there like, was a kitchen, there Gary. There was a salmon. You think they got peanut butter? Gary, there was a full kitchen, Gary. Now, this is important. We need to run through these things. You think I'll put peanut butter in Hannah Storm's hair at her charity event? It's better than the scissors, Gary. If you yell out, get the scissors... Hannah's freaking out, and her event is over. Do you understand, Gary? Dude, I hope this. I hope this not find its way to her. Because it's going to. Because I'm like gonna. I got chummy with Hannah, and also with her husband Dan. 
They already invited me to next year's event. Do not text her. I just texted her. How could you do this to me? I just texted her. I said, listen to this podcast because Gary literally almost tried to purposely ruin your event. My name is not even on the graphic for it to be taken off, L. I'm already one foot out the door. You can't do this to me. We'll see you on Monday.